You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Join Karen Rizzo as she shares her true and inspiring stories of angel encounters and their divine messages. As an established author, spiritual coach, medium, and public speaker, her desire is to inspire others and to remind us we are all one, guided, divinely loved, and never alone. Karen will inspire you to shine your lights brighter than ever to align you with your soul. The time for belief and healing begins now. Here's Karen. Hello, welcome. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Network. I'm the host of this show, Lights Up, and my name is Karen Cesario Rizzo, coming to you from my beautiful home in Chicago. For those who don't know me, if this is your first time joining us, I am an author, a spiritual life coach, intuitive, light worker, channeler, medium, and a passionate believer. I have had angels around me since I was a very young girl. And when you're a young, when you're young, you accept what you see and you accept what you feel and you accept what you heard. I reached out for angels at a very young age when I was being hurt, I was being abused. Um, and like I say, I always knew about prayer and I knew about angels. I believe in angels who always led me, protected me and guided me for my entire life and they still do. I also believe in the law of attraction big time. And I've incorporated so many of these laws into my life and I keep learning. Believe me, I'm learning all the time. Believe me, it's a process. I've manifested not just my dreams and desires, but blessings I never even considered. It's, it's so much fun, but I'm not done. None of us are ever done. We are manifesting continually all the time. Have fun with it. I know it sounds crazy, but it's so much fun when you, when you figure it out. And I'm still figuring it out, believe me. Truly, if you're looking for change in your life and you want to learn how to activate the law of attraction in your life, you've come to the right place. The Law of Attraction Network. We're here to help. We're bridges. I'm a storyteller. I sh share many, many true, true stories uh, that have enabled me to test out the universe and, and grow within myself and ascend and learn and guide. I'm always guided. And I learned how to experience the, my part in the co-creation of my life, because as I had to learn, this is a co-creation. We do not do this alone. I was blessed with this podcast. It seemed like it came out of nowhere. But of course, I had always said that I was going to share these stories. I used to picture it when I was young. I'm going to share these stories. Oh, these are great stories. I've had friends that used to say, oh my gosh, what a crazy life you've had. You have so many crazy things happening. You used to write a book. And I always knew I would write a book. I didn't know when or how or where. I didn't know any of that. I just knew one day I would write. And I have written several books. But this show was created um, because I've manifested it to share my stories to sh and hopefully inspire others to take charge of their lives, take charge of their thoughts and co-create your own desires with the universe. Okay, so this week's topic, ugh, stay with me, abuse and betrayal, making peace with the past. See, so this is going to be good. <laughs> I promise you. All right, so since I began this podcast, oh, I don't know, it's been five months or so, 
I knew I wasn't going to make this a 30 minute weekly commercial for my books. I mean, that wasn't the purpose of it. I have a lot to share. I have a lot of messages to share. I receive messages all the time. So I knew I was going to be sharing messages. I didn't know exactly what I was going to be doing every week, but I knew it wasn't just to sit here and hawk my books every week. But I'm an author and authors are so attached to their books, like, like children. These books become a part of them, like an extension of us. We take them very personally because it's personal. It's a part of our soul. Any author's book, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, is based on their truths, their passions, or an idea, a journey, to teach what was learned, to share, to inspire, to take the reader on a journey. Again, each story turned into a book is a journey for the author, who then shares the journey with the reader. Doesn't matter if it's fiction or nonfiction or a how-to book. It's all the same. It does not matter. The author communicates with the reader. Also, there are millions of authors, millions and billions of books in the world, probably trillions of books in the world. That being said, how does one decide which book to read? What resonates with them, right? All right, so many different ways, recommendations, a book club, a love of the library, the old bookmobile. <laughs> anyway, sometimes the universe brings you what you need when you need it in so many different ways, too numerous to list. Doesn't matter how, just believe that the universe knows what it's doing in its infinite wisdom. Sometimes I'll just go to my local library or even a bookstore and I'll walk in and I'll ask my guides to lead me to what I'm supposed to read. Really, that's what I do that. I'll ask them, lead me down a, an aisle and I'll walk the store or the library with my soul, right? Connected, in alignment, connected with my soul. And I'm telling you, it works every single time. I will find something with, that has the answer. Yep, there it is. The answer to the question I have been searching for always, always works. Authors are led to write. Readers are led to read when they're in alignment. Authors are vulnerable and at times very raw. Putting yourself and personal experiences or a story uh, that it comes from a person, whether it's uh, fiction or nonfiction, doesn't matter. But it is scary as hell, I can tell you. You can imagine, it's scary. But the creator, the universe, source, God, whatever your higher power is, puts us here on earth to experience life's journey, learn how to heal, share our experience with others to turn in, in turn, help them heal and live their lives instead of just surviving their paths, which was my path. So since my last show a week ago, I had three different people from three different areas of my life tell me how much my first book, Are You Living Your Life or Surviving Your Past? A medium story of the ascension of her gifts through the healing of her past, how much it changed their lives. Okay, so that book was released in November of 2014. I mean, it's not my newest book. I've written two since then. And I'm like, what? Okay, what's going on with this book? I, I love that book. When, when, when I was writing that manuscript, I knew as I was writing it, it had a, the potential to make a huge difference in the world. 
It was very personal to write. It was about sexual abuse I just I uh, suffered by my father. And I was so scared. Oh my God, I was so scared. I could barely type the words. I was shaking. My fingers could barely move over the keys. But I prayed for assistance and the words came with no effort. It flowed easily and it was published faster than I can fathom. It was like a miracle. It was a miracle. Mind you, this book came out before the Me Too movement. This was still, the subject was still somewhat of a, a silent, deeply personal pain for countless individuals. Notice I say individuals. I stress individuals because this crime that is barely spoken in a whisper that takes our life, takes who we are, knows no gender, no age, no race. I felt as if the divine were doing the writing. I was just a typist, for real. I knew it wasn't about me, but I had to have the courage to write the story because of what the healing that came with it. So we'll get back to that in a minute. I remember at one time while I was writing this book, I was told by my spirit guides, I was actually shown, shown the globe of the world. And I was told that people in China were going to read this book. I saw it so clearly. I was like, what? Wait, what? In China? Like, I, 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 I'm being honest. But I knew that this book would knock down doors and that the message within would resonate with more people than I could even fathom. All right, so let's face it. It wasn't just about sexual abuse. It was about betrayal. Someone who's not supposed to hurt you betraying you. Again, the message is not just about sexual abuse, the shared pain of millions of people who dared not even utter the words, me too. This is a just an out and out message of betrayal and the forgiveness of that betrayal. It doesn't have to be sexual abuse or mental, any kind of abuse. Betrayal is enough. We've all been by, betrayed by people we know and people we don't know. Thoughts of betrayal can stay in your mind, in your thoughts for years, for decades, and can literally take you on a path in your life that maybe God hadn't planned for you. Someone who'd done you wrong and you had allowed this betrayal to affect your life so much, you're paralyzed with pain, fear, self-loathing, fears of not being deserving, not being good enough, addiction. I mean, you have at it. I mean, my, my, uh, my encounter with this caused me to, to, to develop an eating disorder at a young age. Oh, believe me, the crap that comes from betrayal and that kind of pain knows no boundaries. Again, holding on to that pain can literally ruin any chance of being happy and the life, living the life and the joy we're meant to feel as human beings. Love, romance, joy, all the wonderful things life has to offer. The domino effect changes your thoughts of who you are, which affect your words and your actions for your lifetime. Can you imagine? Decades of thoughts and words and action based on someone else's doing, oh man, it is mind boggling. No wonder there's so much pain in the world. All right, I wanna talk about, um, uh, again, uh, I, I, I wanna talk a little bit about bullies. And, and, and who are bullies, by the way? Bullies are people that, you know, just, 
just say things or do things that 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 hurt you, right? And a bully knows the place that your vulnerability. So I'm going to share a quick story mentioning no names. This is, you know, this isn't for anybody. This I'm not judging anybody here. But when I was being abused by my dad, I was I was young. I was like five or six, and you know, all through my grade school years and uh, some high school years, I, I, I he was always anyway. Whatever. We don't want to get into all that. But anyway. I went to school with this pain every day. And when I was in grade school, probably seventh and eighth grade, there were these, I mean, it, this was in the early seventies. So, you know, pe people, teachers get away with a lot in those days. And then, you know, sometimes they're just teasing, right? They're teasing that they say things, right? They, they might call somebody, I don't know, get, everybody was bullying each other. Everybody was making fun of each other. Hey, uh, this color hair or that glasses or whatever. And for me, it was my my vulnerable place was my weight. I had an eating disorder based on my my um, my abuse. So I would go to school and there was a couple of teachers who, you know, would thought they were funny. They were like comedians. They were, I don't know, maybe in their 20s or late 20s. I don't know. But they used to make fun of all the kids. And they're like jokes, like, ha ha ha, that's the cool teacher who's making fun. And they used to do it. And when it came to me, they would talk about my weight. Well, you couldn't have hurt me anymore. Because what they didn't know was, I was being abused at home and I had an eating disorder. What the heck? And they were just making it worse by talking about my weight. And so two of the teachers, one of them I really liked. He was like my favorite teacher, but he used to tease me all the time. And I remember my, and my stepmother went to school for a parent-teacher conference and she told him, she said, you know, I mean, she didn't tell him about the abuse, although she had known just between she and I, but she told him, she said, you know, you make fun of her and you hurt her you know you, you talk about her and he was like oh my god I'm so sorry I like her she's what she, well my mom's like maybe you could stop making fun of her so I believe he did but the other teacher it was a woman it hurt me more from her and she used to say in front of everybody like again I don't think she was she was trying to be mean it was like the cool thing to do the comedians whatever just to make fun of my weight so years went on. I saw her maybe 20 years ago at a reunion. And my girlfriends, although my girlfriends did not know about the abuse, they knew how she used to pick on me. And my girlfriends were, you know, we were at this, at this bar and there she was at this bar. And there was, everybody was around her talking to her. And my friends were like, oh my God, they're so-and-so. Oh my gosh. And I was like, oh, Dang, like I'm Italian. I'm, I was pretty hot headed, but I was going to go tell her off. I was going to go tell her the truth. Even though I hadn't come out with the truth yet, I was going to go tell her. So my girlfriend's like, oh my gosh. I remember one of my friends calling her sister and saying, Karen's going to go talk to so and so. And I was like, I'm not back. I need another beer. Look, I was actually going to go tell her and not scream at her and not yell at her, but I was going to tell her. You know, remember, you know, da, 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 da. well, let me tell you what was going on in my life. And I was an adult by now. I was probably in my 40s, but I didn't because I had a, I, I, I don't know if you could probably understand what this is, but I didn't want to put that burden on her. For some reason, I, I, it had to be my spirit guides because I knew that if I told her that, it might crush her. 
And I didn't want to do that to her. You may think I'm crazy, but I knew that I was strong enough and that there would be another opportunity perhaps, but it, this wasn't the time. And I wasn't going to embarrass her and I wasn't going to call her out. And I certainly wasn't going to scream at her in front of everybody. So I didn't. And then my first book came out and I saw that she was following me on social media. And then about a year ago, year and a half ago, before COVID, we went to another reunion and she was there. And my friends were with me again and we were all sitting at this table. And, my, and one of the principals was there. He was a younger guy, but one of my friends said, Mr. So-and-so, did you know that Karen wrote, you know, it, it was two books at the time. And he's like, no, I didn't know that. And, and so the, this woman was sitting next to me and she said to me, I read your books. And I said, you did. And she said, yeah. And I thought, okay. And my girlfriends are, you know, nudging me under the table. And I said to her, do you think you and I may have a moment alone? And she said, sure, because I was going to go take her outside. Of course, I wasn't going to take her in the back alley and, you know, <laughs> do whatever to her. But I was going to talk to her woman to woman, adult to adult. And I was going to tell her the truth. But I wasn't going to yell at her. I wasn't going to berate her. I was going to tell her the truth. So I got up to go. And she said, well, not now. And I was like, okay. So uh, at the end of the day, we never did talk. But I... And, and it's, I believe it's not my place to confront her with this. I believe that she read my first book and knew the truth of what was going on and how I went to school every day with that secret and what her making fun of me and the eating disorder that I had developed from this and how maybe I have to believe that she knows what that did to me and that maybe she doesn't know how to say she's sorry. And that's okay because I believe that I, I, I'm here to handle this with grace and dignity. And I, you know, I, I believe it's not my place to judge her and to, to, you know, um, you know, beat her, beat her up because of it, uh, you know, emotionally, uh, you know, uh, verbally. But I know that I believe that she's, probably suffering some guilt and I, and I, and I don't want her to, I, I, I want her to come to terms with that as well. So I hope this makes sense to you. I was holding that inside for a long time. And although I haven't, I've shared this with, with my closest friends who, who know the situation, but I've, I have so many clients who are unaware of what you're holding inside that betrayal. I felt so betrayed by a teacher who was supposed to help me. And for whatever reason, she couldn't come to terms with that. But is it, is it my job? What am I the, uh, you know, am I the thought police? Am I, is it my job to go and police everybody and tell everybody you need help? Like that is not any of us, everybody's on their own journey. And again, I have spoken to so many clients who are unaware of what they're holding on inside. It's like hardened calcified gunk spreading and hardening everything inside of you. Again, it's certainly not my job to police everybody, everybody's feelings and judge others for holding on to their pain. I recognize it because I see it in others because I failed to see it in myself for so many years. The domino effect that it had on my life and on my relationships and on my soul's journey. Forgiveness is the key. 
And I know I have, I still have friends that say, I can't believe you didn't beat her butt physically, emotionally, verbally. I can't believe you let her get away with it. You know what? At the end of the day, she didn't get away with anything. Her own guides know, she knows, her souls knows that's on her soul's journey. I didn't feel that I was the one who should put my finger in her face and say, look what you did to me. Because at the end of the day, she didn't do that to me. I held on to that. Her part in it was a bully. And, and again, I am not sticking up for her. I'm not sticking up for bullies. I'm not. Bullies have, bullies, again, I, I'm not sticking up for bullies. But what are bullies anyway? Bullies are are somebody who was maybe, you know, betrayed and done wrong as well. And they just want to take their pain out on somebody else. Again, I'm not a psychologist. I'm only talking about what happened in my life. I don't think she saw herself as that bully. Maybe as an adult woman, she's, you know, probably in her seventies, you know, she probably looks back at her life and says, oh, I can't believe I did that. As many of us do. There are things that I have done that I say, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. I remember when I said, I can't believe I said that. Like we are all, we are, we are all guilty of saying something to hurt someone in our lives. Of course we are. We're human. But we have total control over our journeys. Total control. We have the keys. We literally have the keys. But believe me, I'm still learning. I'm putting everything that I learned to use every day in my life. I listen, I pay attention to the signs, I ask for help, and I start digging deeper to clear those blocks pretty much on a daily basis. I still have things I'm working on because now I listen to my guides at their first breath. The first flash of light. So I'm telling you, when I have something to learn, my guides come in fast. I'll either feel, I'll hear their voice, or I'll see a, see a flash of light, or I'll see something from my peripheral vision, something, and I'm like, oh, you know, where you think that, did I just see that? Yep, or a flash of light, or I feel a touch on my hands or on my feet, and all my chakras. They work on me so fast that I'm fully aware of when I need to work on something. I'm always so aware now that my guys and I are like a finely tuned machine, except when I'm out of alignment, which happens, right? That happens to everybody. And I get set about something because, you know, I'm human and I get triggered. But there it is. Boom. There's a huge sign being triggered. I use that trigger, whether that be in my personal life, my work, my relationships, whatever, wherever. My intuition is spot on and I know crap before it becomes crap. I could, I'm aware of it. If I miss something, again, my guides literally tap me. They literally physically tap me when I think or speak or do something out of alignment. Or as now they want me to ascend and shine my light brighter, things hit me hard, an issue. And I say, really? What the heck? But the harder the issue hits me, it may take me a couple of days. But I know that I have work to do. I go within as they work on me and boom, everything changes. And I ascend my thoughts, my words, my actions, 
And then something amazing is brought to me. Magic. It happens every time. I promise you, it happens every time. If you try this, if you work on an issue that's really bothering you and you really work on it for a day or two or three or four or a week, however long, I promise you that when you solve it with your guides, when you solve it, something amazing will be brought into your life. I promise you. It's guaranteed. It's like magic. But that's putting the ego aside. So I always have to put my ego aside and ask for help. And I always do in time. They let me rant for a bit because I'm human and they go, all right, that's the human Karen. She knows better, but she's in the human form. So we got to let her rant. And then they'll say to me, all right, enough. Do you want help or not? Since I always want help and I'm eager to receive, but it's always when I'm good and ready because I have to have my ranting. God knows what I would do without my ranting. I have to know then that the issue was coming from a place of ego or fear. And I calm down and ask for help. I ask for where it's coming from. Like, why did I say that? Why did I think that? Being good and ready. Yeah, how long are you going to go without asking for help? And again, I do this all the time, but I ask quickly now because I don't like being out of alignment. I don't like feeling um, uh, upset about things. When you're upset about something, that's a sure sign that you're out of alignment. The universe, source, the creator always has a plan. Always. Do you trust it? Do you trust the plan? Faith is faith is faith is faith. Blind faith is really not blind. Faith is love. And faith is knowing that there's a greater power out there working for your highest good. Put your fear and your ego away. Be honest with yourself and clear those blocks. As I said at the beginning of the show, I wasn't blessed with this show to hawk my books. I mean, yeah, I'm an author. That's great. You know, you can see my books on uh, Law of Attraction Network. Just see my name and you'll see pictures of my books. But, but books are just messages, right? That's all really is, is, is in my books are messages. So I'm here to convey the messages within those books. Again, my book, Are You Living Your Life or Surviving Your Past, is a book for everyone regardless of who you are and what journey you're on. I'm telling you, this week, three between this week's show and last week's show, three different people literally out of nowhere. I had somebody contact me that I used to work with over a dozen years ago. And he said, I don't know why I'm led to tell you this, but I just want to tell you about the, it, the messages in your first book. And I was like, what? Wait, I haven't talked to him in years. I can't even remember the last time. And he said, I'm so proud of you and blah, blah, whatever. And I was like, and then somebody else and then someone else. And I'm like, all right, what do my guys want me to talk about this book for? Because this book, I loved it so much. Um, it, you know, again, it's a book for everyone. I'll get back to that, regardless of who you are and what journey you're on. I promise you, if you are led to read it, something in that book will resonate with you and start the conversations going on between you and your guides and what needs to be healed within you. Only if you're led to it. So this book was so, I mean, the, the, the fact that they brought up this book and not my latest book this week, this is why I knew I had to talk about this week. That book, my first book, 
my heart, my soul. It changed my life and it changed so many others' lives. I took that as a sign as I was so shocked by the, by, by the message for the last week by three different people. I've dropped this book off at numerous counseling centers and been invited to many counseling centers and other facilities to speak on the messages contained in this book. This is the book that started all my speaking career. I simply love, love, love speaking to a group about this book and I will continue to do so for the rest of my life. When COVID travel restrictions lift and we're all out there again, being together in a, in a group and sharing energy, look out, baby. We're going to be together sharing and lighting each other's lights. Again, if you are led to read this book or if you know someone who needs to hear the messages in this book, please, please seek it out. It's on Amazon, BalboaPress.com, and BarnesandNoble.com. It's, it's $11.99. I bet you can even find it used or cheaper on Amazon. Read the reviews. It's a quick read, barely 100 pages, truly. This book is not guaranteed to heal you. That power is yours and the creator, source. But I promise you, it's a beautiful, absolutely beautiful, true story of love, forgiveness, and healing, and a great start for anyone's journey. Live your life instead of just surviving your past. Hey, you know what? Sometimes surviving is enough, but the joy is in the living, the sharing, the loving, the joy. Be a brave, be brave, be a warrior. You are not alone, never ever in your journey for love, peace, and joy, and anything else your heart desires. Everything your heart desires, everything you deserve. Find the key, clear your blocks, and live the life you were meant to live. If you have any questions, I'm here to help. Ask away. If you'd like to book a private session with me, email me at KarenRizzoLightsUp at gmail.com. I have an um, amazing um, quote that I want to share with you from Charles Virtue. Angels are our guides, our teammates. Don't be afraid to ask for what you need, for when you succeed, so does heaven. And one more quote from Neil Donald Walsh. If we don't understand our past, we don't stand a good chance of understanding how to most beneficially create our future. That's our show for this week. Until next time, keep your beautiful light shining brightly, my friends. Lights up. Thanks for listening to Lights Up with Karen Rizzo. Please join us next week for another great show. If you have a question to ask on her show, please visit her website at karenrizzolightsup at gmail.com.